Um, today's fight time isn't necessarily something that is very enjoyable to talk about. Um, but I do think every once in a while it's very important for us to take a step back and kind of reevaluate our reevaluate ourselves and reevaluate our heart and reevaluate our intentions. Um, and I think that that's really what God is wanting us to do today. So in order to get something out of this, I just ask that you be open-minded, um, that you push your pride aside. Um, don't allow this to offend any of you because this is just as much for me as it is for anybody else. And um, I do believe that it can really resonate with us if we allow God to do the work that he's wanting to do through this word. So I'm just going to pray really quick and I'm going to say, Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you um, for breathing breath into my lungs today. Thank you for waking me up. Lord, thank you for giving us this fight time group to be able to minister to one another, to encourage one another. Um, I just ask that, Lord, you give me the words to say. Right now, I completely take a step back. I get my own self out of the way. I get my own pride out of the way. I get my will out of the way, Lord, so that you can speak exactly what you want to speak. I ask that you soften our hearts and you allow us to be able to open up to you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Brittany. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, I'm going to be reading from John chapter 8. And it's only like 11 verses, so it's not very long at all. Um, so this is what it says. It says, And then they all went home, and it's talking about Jesus and his disciples. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman, brought a woman that they had caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and they said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and the law of Moses has commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? And they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him, talking about Jesus. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and he said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to cast a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her again, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go and leave your life of sin. So what I kind of wanted to talk to y'all about today is having a critical mindset. So kind of here, the Pharisees, which are kind of like the religious leaders, they know the law, they operate in the law. Um, their very first thing that they wanted to do, they weren't trying to reach out to this woman in any kind of way. They brought her to Jesus wanting to stone her. Their very first response was to condemn her, was to criticize her, was to judge her, and then go as far as killing her. And stoning somebody, I want you to think of how painful 
how slow of a death that that is. It's not something quick. It's not like get it over with. It's, it's an unmerciful kind of death. Okay. So they were wanting to do all this stuff. They were tearing her down. They were criticizing her until Jesus said, he who was out, who is without sin cast the first stone until Jesus immediately made them reevaluate themselves and recognize their own sin and recognize that they aren't without sin, that they aren't perfect either. So why I think that this is so applicable to us is because I think sometimes um, we get so caught up in, you know, we, we go to church we serve as much as we can. We read our Bibles. We do really try to live a, a godly lifestyle. And um, sometimes we can get so caught up in that and so caught up in how good that we are. And we forget that we are sinners too. And sometimes it keeps us, it keeps us from being able to reach out to other people. Sometimes um, I think we can reach a place where instead of reaching out to somebody, we're pushing them down. We are, um, we are, uh, let's figure out how to say this. Instead of evaluating ourselves, instead of evaluating our life, we are criticizing somebody else. And then there was something that I taught to our youth group a couple of weeks ago. And I said, there's a difference between having humility and being humiliated. And the difference between those two things is they feel almost the same. They don't feel good. It doesn't feel good to lower yourself in any kind of way. But when you have humility, you're choosing to lower yourself. You are choosing to decrease so that God can increase in your life. You're choosing to decrease so God can elevate you. But humiliation is when someone else forces you down. It's when someone else lowers you. It's not a choice. And I think sometimes we get this backwards. And instead of lowering ourselves... So that God can increase our li- in our life and so that God can elevate us, we lower other people so that we can be elevated. And what we have to recognize is, is Jesus, he didn't criticize people into salvation. He loved them into salvation. And we really, really, really have to watch ourselves because um, church pain is real for a lot of people and there is a kingdom of darkness and there is a kingdom of light and um however there is a there's a reason that a lot of people don't want to get close to jesus and the the simple fact is it doesn't even have anything to do with jesus it has to do with the people that they've encountered that was supposed to represent jesus that was supposed to reach out to these people that was supposed to bring them in and love on them and say, you know what? I've been there too. You know what? Let me let me draw you in. Let me show you how great of a God that we serve. How forgiving of a God that we serve. But instead, we judge them. We criticize them. We push them away. 
And so they don't even want to get even close to God because of us. And we have to recognize that we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. So somebody that doesn't know God, somebody that has never even had an encounter with God, guess who represents God in their life? You, me. We, If we declare that we're Christians, which is supposed to be Christ-like, we're made in God's image, then to somebody else that doesn't know God, you, are, you represent God. So if you are judgmental, if you are somebody who criticizes people, if you are somebody that tears other people down, then are they even going to want a relationship with God? And the answer is no, I wouldn't want a relationship with God if that were the case. So we have to make sure that we are people that reach out, not somebody that is pushing somebody else down. And I'm going to read you all this verse. Um, it's first Corinthians chapter 13, verse two. And it says, if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, then I'm nothing. If we are not able to love on people, if we are not able to show the love of God through our words, through our actions, then it says we are nothing. I'm going to tell you what being critical is. I know it sounds like it's something so simple, so minor. And a lot of times we do it and we don't even realize that we're doing it. But we've been talking a lot about offensive and defensive. And criti- to be critical, you would think it's a defensive attack. But actually to be critical is an offensive attack. And it puts someone else on the defensive. Okay. So I want you to think about, okay, well, if you're playing football, obviously there is an offense and there is a defense and you want to, you don't want defense to get, I'm sorry, my cat. <laughs> um, you don't want um, the, de- the, the team that's on defense to get back on offense. But when you are critical, the lines are completely blurred. I want you to think about how both you don't you typically don't play a team that's the same colors as you. So like I'm just going to use Jacksonville and Rusk as, as an example. Jacksonville is blue and gold. Rusk is um, red and white. They're usually different colors. So when you are critical, the lines have completely blurred. You no longer know who your enemy is. You no longer know the team that you are fighting against, and everybody looks the same. So instead. And we are all one body. We are all called to be the body of Christ. So whoever you are being critical towards, you have confused that person with your enemy. So the first step in um, correcting um, a critical mindset is knowing who your enemy is. And let me tell you what, it's not your husband. It's not your children. It's not your best friend. It's not your boss. It's not the person who hurts you. It's not the person who abandoned you. If you put your teammate on the defensive, you have just given your teammate over to the enemy because the enemy is on the defensive. And now guess what? They're not even going to want to get close to God because you have forced them into a defensive posture. So why are we critical? Number one is lack of self-awareness. 
being blind, not understanding, not being able to look at yourself, not being able to look at yourself and see, guess what? I've sinned too. Guess what? I mess up too. Guess what? I have faults too. And number two is entitlement. And there is a verse in the Bible and it talks about, it says, I think it's in Matthew um, chapter seven, verse three. And it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, yet you pay no attention to the log that is in your own eye? Why are you so quick to judge other people? Why are you so quick to criticize other people, but yet you have a log that's in your eye? And he says, take out the log that's in your, uh, your eye so you can take the speck that's out of your brother's eye. When did we stop operating? Um, when did we, have you ever heard the, uh, what's it called? It's a saying and it says, it says, love the sinner and hate the sin. But we've gotten to a place where that is backwards and we um, have gotten to where we hate the sinner instead of hating the sin. So how do you guard yourself? How do you guard yourself from a critical mindset? Remember where you came from. Remember who you were. Remember what state of mind. Remember uh, where you were before God stepped on the scene. The only way that you are ever going to be able to reach out to other people is if you bend down first. If you lower yourself first. If you get an humbleness about you and cast away all of your pride. If you remember what kind of state that you were in before God stepped on the scene, you're not going to be how you, how you reach out to people. A lot of, a lot of ways. Um, and my fiance does this a lot and, um, he relates to people. He opens up to people. He, um, he tells people, he goes around telling people his testimony He's completely open. And let me tell you what, that has drawn so many people into him. That has um, allowed him to bring people to Jesus because he was willing to be vulnerable, because he was willing to open himself up, because he was willing to lower himself. Now, I understand that there are times where we do have to correct. However, There is a difference between correcting somebody in love and criticizing somebody. When you correct somebody, the intention behind correcting, and Jesus Jesus corrected people in love, but the intention behind correcting is to lift somebody up, to elevate somebody. When you correct somebody, you are attacking the sin. When you criticize somebody, You are forcing somebody down. You are hurting somebody. When you criticize, you attack the person. So correcting attacks the sin, but criticizing attacks the person. And I'm going to read this other verse to you. It's Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And it says, put on then... As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, 
meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must not say you may, you might, you must forgive. And above and above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. You can't reach out to somebody if you're not be, if you're not willing to be humble. You can't be you can't have compassion towards somebody if you're not willing to lower yourself. You can't reach somebody if you're not willing to be loving. And have the love of God operate through you. And I really want to say one more thing. Being critical isn't just about saying something. It's not just about saying something negative towards somebody or using your words. Being critical starts in your mind. And um, if you think about anything that you say. We do it so often that we... We, we don't even recognize that we do it, but our brain is literally the control center of our body. So before you speak something, it has already occurred in your mind first. Okay, so you have to think something first before you are even able to, to speak it. So criti- having being critical starts in your mind. And if your brain is the control center of your body, you're your arms can't move without your brain telling it to do so. Um, you can't do anything without your brain telling it to do so. So I want you to think of your brain as the control center. And have you ever heard of somebody who's been brain dead? They're surviving, but they're not truly living. So if the devil is attacking your mind... If he is taking your mind into captivity, then guess what? You're not truly living. You are just surviving. And that is exactly how it starts. With something as little as, little as having a negative mindset, as having a critical mindset, as having a judgmental mentality. He steals, he kills, and he destroys. And he takes pieces at a time, little pieces at a time away from you. But Jesus came and he died on the cross so that you could take those thoughts. So you could take those critical feelings. So you could take that judgmental mindset into captivity and you can truly live. So I just wanted to share that with y'all today because, I, like I said, I know it's not something, I know it's something that sounds so little and so minor, but we need to make sure that we are being the hands and feet of Jesus. We need to make sure that we are loving on other people, that we are being forgiving, that we are reaching out, that we are making sure that we are humble and making sure that we're not prideful. So, um, I love you ladies. Uh, I don't know if that was probably a little bit short, but, um, I hope that you got something out of this and I will see y'all later. Bye-bye.